Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm really excited. I have my friend Tom Gay, and Tom is here. Um, he represents a couple of companies. One is Engage Pro, and one is Chatbridge Connect. Um, but Tom is primarily here because he's one of the people I look to for advice and guidance when it comes to building community and building relationships. Tom, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you think relationships matter in business? Well, thank you very much, Jeff. I'm pleased to be here with you. And uh, every time we have a conversation, it's it's crazy fun. And uh, my latest theme around relationships is that our culture, global culture specifically, has gone so intensely technical that we've lost touch with each other as people or personally. And, and so I've just written an article calling for the great relationship reset. It's time for us to get back in touch with each other. We're all drowning in noise. You know the types of noise that come inside of your world. Email, phone calls, uh, direct mail, um, messaging of all sorts in all the different platforms. And all, all of kinds us... Of pings and beeps and <laughs> oh absolutely i've got them going here and 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 yet there's nothing better than you know a face-to-face heart-to-heart contact with somebody who's meaningful to you and be meaningful to them so i say it's time for the relationship reset in our culture bringing people back together with people and i i hearken uh, back to the mid 80s there was a book written called megatrends you're uh, too young to have read that, but you might have seen a history book with it in it. One of the um, principles of the megatrends um, book that describing megatrends that need to take place in the future if you're going to have a successful company. One of them, I think it was number two in the book, was the requirement to have high tech and high touch come together. And the high touch was the personal relational touch with all the technology. Now, that's at the start of the PC. If you, yeah, <laughs> if you've got as many years as I do. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, I focus my life on bringing people back in touch with people using technology for sure, but not substituting for the personal contact. And I love that high tech, high touch, because I think we as a society, we've gone high tech, no touch. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. Um, you know, I wish I could remember the source of the quote, but one of my favorite quotes is people buy people before they buy products and services. 
And I think we've lost that. And, you know, the world has become very jaded because it's, you know, there, there's cold calling, cold emailing, cold mailing, you know, there, there's a lot of noise and distractions. And one of the things I find is that when you build relationships, whether it's personal or in business, that brings the noise levels down and you can actually have a meaningful conversation. Yes, you're 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 reading my script, if I could say that. And uh, amongst the many things I do is I I have uh, I teach and I've led um, a significant sales organization. Okay, and the principle that you're speaking to is the principle that says before you can get into a meaningful sales conversation you have to build that bridge of trust mm -hmm. that bridge of trust is not there when you first make contact with a prospect a, they're a suspect until they become a prospect so they're all <laughs> a suspect yeah to build that bridge of trust you need to build it out of the personal interaction where the guard is dropped so that you can get into the real discussion of what their their needs are, what their what the opportunity might be. But it's not going to happen until you find out something about who they are, where they live, what they do, what their family situation is like. And I could go on. All these things that make up the reality of our personal lives, those create the gateway or the bridge over which all of our communications and sales activities can then flow. I love that. And I think, you know, I'm kind of, as you and I are talking, and number one, you and I have built a relationship. We've gotten to know each other, and therefore I'm happy to interview you and share you with my community. Um, I think it's fascinating. Like, just imagine, I don't know, the world of dating today, if people tried to date the way they try to market you know, it's like, literally, I can see some poor random person walking up to every person they meet and saying, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Like, it, it's oh. ridiculous when you take it to that level. Yet in marketing, that's what people do is they go straight to the, the, the pressure sale or they go straight to the proposal when, as you said, we need to build some trust. Yeah, you, you bring to mind a word that um, I'm sure everyone can relate to. And that word is the courtship. Exactly. There's a courtship in a serious relationship. Let's call it a, a eventual um, marriage. There's a courtship that has to take place. The getting to know you stage, getting to trust you stage. Yep. And, uh, and that applies in business especially in business because of all the noise that we're encountering all the all the um, people standing at the bar on a friday <laughs> night and you've got to somehow find who is it that is worth having a, a real meaningful conversation with yeah. and that's um uh, that analogy you give is is a great one well it, it's funny because you know i i like to joke and anybody who's heard me um, I say the day I proposed to my wife, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have an alternative. It was, um, I was all in and I got to know exactly, you know, we knew each other well enough 
that I was pretty confident she was going to say yes. And let's talk about relationship building, you know, given your background, you've done many, many things. Um, one of the myths I hear over and over, and I want to hear your take on this, Tom, the myth I hear the most is, oh, you build relationships, so you're broke. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, um, you know, the cold traffic people say, oh, you can't build a business on relationships. What do you say to that comment, Tom? Oh, I say it's, it's, it's total spurious. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of, of um, my starting a consulting practice. I um, moved to a new city here in North America, Boise, Idaho. Never lived there before. Didn't know a single business person. Had a consulting practice that I wanted to start. Bought a franchise, in fact, in that field. I invested $70,000 in that franchise. 30 of it was going to market launch. All the things that you would do in marketing launch. Now, this is 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, we were $20,000 into the spend of the 30, two-thirds of the way. I had no clients. I called the franchisor and said, stop. Send me the rest of my marketing budget back. I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. And I went out and started personal contact and building relationships in a whole host of ways, by the way. I knew what to do. I just didn't do it because it wasn't the formula for the for the franchisor. Yeah. They were into direct mail and telecall, uh, cold calling and all that. Well, I had my first clients using it my way in a couple of weeks. And over the next 18 months, and I count 18 months for a reason, it grew to 31 clients paying me a, a retainer on a monthly basis. All of them came as a result of a, a predecessor referring them into my circle who who had the had the um, the grace of giving me their trust card to take into that next person they were introducing me to that's i the, love love yeah, the trust the, card oh gosh you know trust card is something i i emphasize to people all the time trust card it goes like this. Uh, if if I build a relationship with you and trust grows between us, and then I teach you who would be a good introduction that you could make to me, someone you know in your circle, when you make that introduction because you know they'd be good for us to get together, you actually hand to me a figuratively a figurative trust card. Yeah. I carry that Jeff card in the door to meet Charlie because your trust is, has been transferred to me. The trust you had with that person has been transferred to me. And I walk in the door with credentials, yours together with whatever I bring and can start building my level of trust with you. I love Tell that. You a little Oh, uh, go ahead, Sorry, Jeff. I was just going to say, literally, that credential, if you think about it, this is the oldest 
way of doing business. I mean, back in the day, um, you know, when, um, what's his name? Oh, goodness. Christopher Columbus was sailing to um, look for the spice trade in, in India. Um, he had the, the Spanish king and queen. He had their card. And yeah, the he mark. used that card. He could open doors with that trust card, right? Exactly. Yeah, I remember um, uh, this a true story. Um, because I had built this trust card and taught people who I would like to meet and how to introduce me to them, I had three different business owners, significant businesses, in one month introduce me, independently introduce me to the same person. <laughs> I walked into the door. I didn't have any trouble getting an appointment with the new person. I walked in the door with three trust cards because they had set me up the right way. And in 15 minutes, I'm leaving with a signed agreement because that when I, when I met this gentleman, he was running a, about a $30 million um, equipment company. Uh, he basically said to me, how do I get started? Because the other people had already told him of me and the problems that they had solved with my help. And then they printed that trust card and I walked in with three in hand, three trust cards. I love that. Now, let's go back. I want to explore something. And and by the way, for my viewers, um, Tom is literally the guy I go to when I have questions about community. Um, you mentioned that you train people how to make introductions and who's an introduction. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? And then I want to talk about the tech that you're building as well. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'll answer a little bit uh, obliquely that the tech that I build is simply a means to implement the process of trust building. Okay, it's not a substitute for it. There is no substitute for you talking with me. Okay. Uh, in the years that are in my rearview mirror, I built a company called refer.com. It's now sold, been sold years ago. You can't find it anywhere. However, our number one service was teaching professionals how to build a circle of trusted relationships. And in building that, that circle, the premise was if you can build a circle of 15 or 20 people in that trusted uh, environment, then they likely know 15 to 20 people in their environment who they might introduce to you. So if you look at the higher order math and stay with 20, 20 people who know 20 people, that means 400 people in one degree of separation from you to them. And that degree to separation brings the word bridge back into the conversation. So I trained hundreds and hundreds of business professionals, coaches, consultants, financial advisors, insurance producers on exactly how to get those 20 people to want to be in this relationship and how you can lead them together working together as a team to all benefit from each other's 20 and their results skyrocketed because nobody was doing it. I don't think anyone does it uh, exactly that way 
today. However, um, go ahead. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, that's the same thing I preach. You know, um, everybody talks about their, their market spend and their cost per click and all of these really ego-driven terms. But the reality is, um, if you have 10, 20 old-fashioned relationships, um, and and by that I mean genuine, because one of the things I find is people don't get the whole mutuality part of it. It's, you know, I give you referrals or you give me referrals. And it's like, well, what if we both help each other? You know, the world is a better place when we play nice. Sure is. And, and, and there's such a thing as, as what I call a triadic relationship. The word is triad, triadic, I see. The triadic relationship is, is when you bring two people together, you have a, a dyadic relationship, me to you and you to me. Yeah. When, when we find a common interest third person, we now have a three-way connection, triangular, and each of us has both a relationship with the other and there's a multiplier effect where the sum of those relationship elements is greater than the than the sum of the parts. Yep. And those triadic relationships, you could call them the start of a, of a team because we all benefit, win, win, win. But now, if you're the leader and I teach you about this triadic relationship, and then I go out and do that with two more people and I bring those two triads together... And now we've got six or five, however you connect triangles. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep going, all of a sudden, the scaling opportunity is enormous. And, and that's where any professional who's trying to grow a business, if you think of it in terms of the multiplier effect you get by, lead, by starting, building, and leading a group of people with a shared set of interests, those common interests will cause everyone's tide to go up, everyone's ship to rise, and everyone benefits. And people don't teach that today. Yeah. Well, it's funny, the, the late and definitely great Chet Holmes, he taught the Dream 100 sequence. And I find it fascinating because he was the guy that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger brought in to take billion dollar companies and add more zeros to the company. Um, you know, I think the dream 10 or dream 20 is very realistic for a local business. And ironically, they'd rather do things like, you know, ads on social media platforms than take the time and, you know, just a little simple thing, go have lunch with your, your, um, I love the triadic thing because if if you bring a friend and I bring a friend, we're having lunch with four people. You know, if the next time everybody brings a friend, we're having lunch with eight people. Um, we don't need to grow fast. We just need to grow quality. Yeah, and and it it's a good time to interject. This isn't networking. Because all too often, the things that you see taking place in networking groups are, uh, are, are, are the circumstances where people come together to get something. This isn't at all the same. This is about coming together to give something yeah. and to create a culture of giving and receiving as opposed to going to see 
who's got a lead for you today. It's not a leads process at yeah. all. Big difference. You know, it's funny, Tom. Um, I was talking to somebody who knows Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, and um, they said his favorite quote is, "I wish BNI was a cult because then people would follow my my guidance and they would give rather than expecting to receive." And and I think that's a powerful thing if you're willing to give, um, you know, and and support someone you're building an authentic relationship. It's not just transactional. Yeah, totally agree. And and I followed Dr. Meisner for 25 years and uh, he formed a little side business called the Referral Institute. And he's still associated with it. It's been spun off by uh, the people he sold BNI to and it's got a new name and he's still associated. And it is uh, in effect, the parallel to what it is we've just been describing here as the right way. And I know the principles of the referral Institute. I know, I know them personally because we've had a glass of wine together and, and uh, embrace the very same principles. And these are all the outgrowth of Dr. Meisner's turning, turning on the cult of giving. I love it. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Bob Berg and John David Mann and their little book called The Go-Giver. Um, well, it's funny you say that. I have a, I have another friend in, um, actually he's in North Dakota, uh, and a fairly recent connection, three or four months ago, and he was going through um, a review of my technology tool, and he said to me, Tom, You've taken Bob Berg's book and turned it into a desktop software tool. <laughs> I love it. And I was knocked over because I, I know Bob Berg from years ago and 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 appreciate him enormously because it's my philosophy. Uh, the only trouble is he beat me to the book. <laughs> but to, to have that said about me is, is one of the highest compliments I could could because, I mean, if you can be known by the people who've established greatness and they associate you with things like that, all, everybody uh, is honored by those kinds of things. I love it. And and that's, um, believe it or not, we're going to talk about tech in a second here, but um, one of the things I'm going to share with you, Tom, I don't know if we've talked about this. Um, when people enter my world, I find a way to either bring up the go-giver or send them a copy of the go-giver. And if they don't immediately go, oh my God, I love the book. Um, it's actually a good filter for me because I know we're not in the same space. You know, Excellent. I, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing I reached out to Bob and I said, I don't know if you knew this, but you created a filter for me. So thank you. And he's like, um, wasn't the intention, but you're welcome. Um, and by the way, I love Bob, even when he's turning someone down, his rejections are more polite than most people's acceptance. But um, he was <laughs> very agree. honored that I, I'm using it. And, you know, literally on my podcast, one of the questions people have to answer is what are your thoughts on the go-giver? Yeah, I think that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, it was about 2010. He gave me a copy of his 10 
suggested questions to use in a networking meeting. Ooh. When you when you meet someone, now I've saved that and I share that today here, you know, 13 years later. <laughs> and and they are beautiful questions because they're all give questions. Yeah. But there's a, there's an interesting thing and and I don't remember if Bob actually says this, but there's an interesting thing about the concept of asking a giving question. When you ask a giving question, the the person who you're you're asking it of, the hearer of that question, is both thinking of the answer, but at the same time learning what they should be asking of you in re in return, that reciprocal behavior. And and the beauty of being a go-giver is people start to learn, emulate, because the desire to reciprocate grows in all of us. Yep. And and that's the magic is that reciprocity. And, you know, the reality is if you're in the wrong room, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. But if you're in the right room, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's talk about so the reason I really, really wanted you on the show today is when you you used two of my favorite words in the same sentence, you talked about the system of building relationships. So let's switch gears slightly um, and talk about how you're leveraging technology, because I think the number one thing I hear from connectors all the time and I used to be this person, I'd say, oh, you can't systemize it. You know, it, it's a gut, it's it's instinct, it's, it's you know, paying attention. And now as I'm getting older, my memory's not what it once was, I'm learning the power of systems. So let's talk about systems and relationship building. Okay. Um, the, uh, the goal in terms of relationship building for the purpose of getting to the growth that you're seeking calls for what I, what I'll describe as a systematic and repeatable process that you apply to a specific number of selected people. So the two action words are systematic and repeatable. Okay. Now, I've built a piece of technology. I've built predecessors to it, but the ultimate is in place today. And what this tool does is it allows you to bring someone who you want to create this relationship, this reciprocal value, give, give relationship. It allows you to create a high level of engagement that engagement is the key word. Engagement means interactivity with that person. And it allows you to personalize that interactivity or that engagement. Specifically, my software tool allows you to would allow me to bring you into it as a as a identified person, a priority person. Set up a cycle for, for getting in touch, and it will remind me so that I don't have to remember that the cycle says reach out and talk to Jeff. That's number one. 
Now, a CRM will do that too. There's lots of ways to do that. Create a repeatable event in 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 your Google Calendar will do the same darn thing. <laughs> However, we're going to tell you when you're doing it. We're going to tell you when you're late. We're going to tell you you're letting yourself down. We're going to give you your a score, a gamified score to say if you fall below this level or stay above this level, you'll be successful or you're not going to be successful. So it's got that little um, additional set of prompts. Then, uh, and I'll come back and talk about engagement in a, in a minute. Um, the second um, key distinguishing point is how you get in touch. For example, the more I learn, observe, research, find out about you, and bring into EngagePro, let's call them your interests, the things you do for vacation, your hobbies, your family situation, the places that you go to on weekends with the kids, the schools you went to, the schools your, 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 your child just got to, all of that you can put into this software tool and in one click, it will find interesting articles on those things for me to bring into my conversations with you, to share with you, to show you that I'm thinking about you as you told me that your son was just accepted at McGill University. I'll stay north of the border here. <laughs> well done, was, by the way. <laughs> yeah, okay. So your son was just accepted at McGill University. You posted it on Facebook with a big shout of joy, and I saw it, and I put McGill University into um, your um, contact record in our system, and then it starts feeding me information on McGill. And what happens is between the systematic and repeatable and the personalization, we begin to have dialogues, um, connection points around those things that matter to you. And that builds this engagement process. Now, there's, there's one other point I want to emphasize on engagement. Engagement is the, is the secret. There was a study done by a group out of uh, Toronto called it, uh, they're called Advisor Impact Research Study. And they focused on the uh, financial services industry, but this applies everywhere. If their research showed, done year after year after year, longitudinal research is what it's called. Sorry to get geeky on you. <laughs> oh, no, you got geeky with Jeff. That never happens, Tom. <laughs> Usually it's Jeff getting geeky back, but okay. The, the, the amazing research shows that if you have a highly engaged relationship with a group of people, clients and others, Engagement being once every two to three weeks, talking to them about their stuff, their interests, not about your product. There is a 100% incidence of them actually referring you to somebody you would like to meet. Now, anything less than that level of engagement, meaning less than once every two to three weeks, anything less, the level of actual introducing you to a, a referred person falls to 7% or lower. Wow. It's 
almost on and off, yes and no, binary. 100% every two to three weeks. Anything less, you you might as well go. You're, it's, it's not going to happen. Which, by the way, Tom, then gets us into the, oh, my God, I need more leads. I have to run paid traffic. Like, it's fascinating that the drop-off is that two-week period. It is it is amazing. It's it's totally amazing. And, you know, if you look at the financial services industry, stop talking about your portfolio or stop <laughs> talking about the analyst report. Talk yeah. about their fishing trip. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing. Like, again, coming back to human relationships, how well would you and I have bonded if the first time we chatted, you pulled out the code for, for one of your tech products and said, hey, Jeff, look, you can read the lines of code here, you know, and then I come and go, well, you know, I read a book and it had pages and this is what the pages looked like. And this is the font they used. Like, yeah, yeah. nobody cares about that technical stuff. Not, not at all. See, when you and I first talked, it was the beginning of the summer and you were putting your plans together to, to be focused on your kids being out of school for the summer. Yeah. What did I learn from just that conversation? <laughs> what did I ask you when we got back together uh, and reconnected? How did your summer go with your kids? Exactly. Now, I didn't have to write that down because it was memorable in and of itself. <laughs> but but the whole point is, those are the bridge building elements, and I've I've taught hundreds of of professionals how to how to make that happen and build huge huge businesses. Yeah, and Engage Pro delivers on the systematic and repeatable tool to use. It's not a replacement for you doing it, but it's going to keep you on track. I love it and. The key words that I heard, because I get a lot of flack, and and by the way, I get a lot of pitch slaps. You know, people who cold call me, and they're gonna. My my personal favorite, Tom, is people who cold call me to try to sell me their LinkedIn business development services, and I always ask them. It, it's a simple enough question, but it usually gets me told off. I always ask them if your LinkedIn is so good why are you calling me and trying to get me to be a client rather than me calling you begging to work with you? And <laughs> I get told off a lot for that simple question. It's, it, it's a fair question, right? Well, sure. You've just undressed them in public. You know, th there's a congruency thing. So I, I love, you know, and, and, you know, engage pro to me, like I, love any tool that helps me remember and connect and, and find ways to, um, but one of the things I hear over and over is, you know, oh, if you're relying on, on referrals, you must be broke. And I think I love the idea that, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing with you and, and this is what I've, I've known about you a long time, if you're not willing to go that extra mile and build that relationship with somebody are they really worth getting as a client in the first place? Well, you know, you can, that, that's a, a good argument uh, or question to argue, but I can show you dozens of multi six figure coaches, consultants, professionals. I'm very proud of my, my number one um, 
financial advisor grew his assets under management, AUM, they call it, yeah. $32 million in his first year doing this. And that to him is a quarter of a million dollar income that will go for his career if he simply takes care of those clients. Yeah. Just and, for that one year. And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Engage Pro is not just to engage prospects. Think about that power of that relationship. You know, if you're a professional advisor or consultant and you're tracking, you know, your clients and what their interests are and following up with them, like you, you're not just building that one-time relationship, you're reinforcing it. Yeah, it's it it's a hunt. You're hundred percent right, and it takes reinforcement because people are out there trying to take your client away from you in that business. Yeah, how do, how do you glue them to you? You make it about fishing, their children, their vacations. You got to perform. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you you make it about uh, a both and versus an either or. Yeah, and, and I think people. You know, um, again, I'm going to quote Bob Berg, all things being equal, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And it's our job to make sure that things aren't equal, but it's also, we want to be known, liked, and trusted as well. So um, I do find, I'm going to share with you, Tom, because I, I feel like this will be a fun conversation. Um, I work with a lot of insurance and wealth management people and the industry right now is teaching them the art of cold calling. And I cringe because I'm like, when was the last time a ultra high net worth person was sitting at home wishing somebody would cold call them and try to take their money from them? Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it, it's, it's a, well, if you ask the question, uh, how's that working for you, Mr. Insurance Professional or Mr. Leader of the of the financial service? In yeah. an industry with an 80 or 85% turnover rate in new recruits by the end of their second year, yeah. I would dare say you should be open to other uh, ways to solve that problem. Yeah. Um, and I've, I have a lot of background in the... Uh, uh, insurance industry and specifically the personal lines area and then the benefits advisory area. And it's amazing when you focus on relationships first, that digital Rolodex that the person you're working with, and I use this term as this is my digital Rolodex, <laughs> that digital Rolodex will open up for you quickly and easily. And, um, and it's especially the case with insurance producers. Yeah. I actually overheard a seminar. You're going to love this, Tom. Um, it was taught to the insurance industry. And I'm not kidding. The title of the seminar was how to extract referrals from accountants. And I was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know, I've taught a lot. <laughs> I've I've met a lot of starving accountants, first of all. Yeah. And I've um what I have built as Engage Pro was um turned into a CE accreditation course by the Professional Association of Small Business Accountants and the Tax Accounting Association. Because 
accountants are one of my best, most successful categories. This is maybe a little bit of an aside. I love working with accountants for one simple reason. When you teach them what to do, <clears throat> they follow the rules because they're in yeah. a rules-based industry. Gap. Yeah. Accounting standards. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. When you bring this relationship building process to an accountant who's used to following the rules, who isn't very much a marketer in all likelihood, yep. all of a sudden their results skyrocket because they they do the, the steps. Step one, step two, step three. Rinse and repeat. One, two, three. <clears throat> it's unexpected by them. It's unexpected by their the circle of people around them, and they stand out loudly in their marketplace. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, Tom, I, I did this by accident. I don't claim to be smart. Um, I, when I was running my accounting practice, I realized I had a boardroom that never got used. And it was weird because when I worked at a firm, we had a boardroom. So when I opened my own firm, I had a boardroom. And I realized, well, what if every Friday I had a you know, muffins and coffee sort of pop in. And I introduced my clients to one another. And it was fascinating because what happened is they'd, you know, they'd pop by, they'd have coffee, muffins, meet each other. Um, you know, and, and it was just magical because, you know, I had a bunch of trades and, you know, the plumbers would meet the electricians and meet the painters. And magically they just started bringing their friends with them and they're like oh jeff i hope you don't mind i brought a friend and it was like no not at all but my business doubled three years in a row just because i created networking events for my clients i'm not surprised at all I, and, it, you know there's a principle here that's um comes out of the book by um uh, Cialdini, Dr. Robert Cialdini on influence. And that principle is called scarcity. You did something scarce and therefore you, you became notable, visual, visible. You stood out. The principle of scarcity is what lies behind referral, successful referral marketing. When you do something that's personal, relational, you stand out from all the other networking and, and noise-making and you become visible, notable, relatable. So scarcity is a currency for building your business. Now, how do you how do you make yourself stand out? Go deep, go personal, build trust. Help others. <laughs> that was I remember reading the Go Giver, and the secret to success is, and I was like, what is it? What is it? Giving, and I was like, oh my god, that makes sense. And I know a lot of people go, what? But to me, it made sense. Now, Tom, I could talk to you all day. And in fact, you and I have had several conversations and we, we always cover more than we expected. Um, how can people get to know you? How can they connect with you? Where can they learn more about what you're working on? Well, I, I, uh, I'm a relationship builder, so I welcome people reaching out to me. <clears throat> I'm on LinkedIn like everyone. Um, I would love to share my email address if you're okay with that. I, I'll I speak, put it in the show notes, yes. 
Okay, Tom at engagepro.com. I, I respond to everyone. And uh, I host every week on Fridays, I host a training session on how to how to do this. And it's open to the public. It's it's aimed at clients who are using the tools to make sure they understand and get the value. But just like you in your office, bring someone along for coffee and donuts that you know, and they can experience it as well. I love it. Now, where can they go to register or get the details on that? Um, there, there's no registration needed. If they simply email me, I'll send them the Zoom link. And the Zoom link is published inside of our software tools. Um, and uh, it never changes. There's no registration. It's um, it's my Friday afternoon party. I love it. But well, uh, email email me and I'll make sure you get a copy of it. Uh, everyone gets a copy of, 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 of what the meet where the meeting is and, and how to how to join. I love it. Now earlier you mentioned you had a list of Bob Berg's ten giving questions. Uh -huh. um, how can people get that from you if that's something they're interested in? Um, Drop a, just drop a note in uh, into um, my office and just say Bob Berg's ten, no <laughs> strings attached, no strings attached. I I I have it in a form. I share it, and I'm very open to sharing it with people. I love it. Well, Tom, you're the expert at Tom. Is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't yet? Oh man, I use that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, well, Jeff, I just want to say thank you. I'm honored that that we could have an in-depth conversation like this. I think uh, I think this has been uh, far more uh, meaningful to me when I speak with someone who really understands, and you really get it. So I uh, appreciate you, and I look forward to uh, building on our relationship. Well, and Tom, I I was you beat me to it. I was going to say I appreciate you sharing your your massive wisdom. Um, I'm going to join the party on Friday if I can. And um, to my viewers, um, get to know Tom. He is just genuinely one of those givers. You know, sorry to steal from the, the legends. He's either go giver or givers gain, depending on how you view it. But um, he's definitely one of those genuine humans that uses technology to simplify connections. So Tom, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And I really appreciate having the time to hang out with you and geek out on, on relationships and technology. My pleasure. Uh, I look forward to uh, our continuing to build, Jeff. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.